everybody. So we are the Hallmarkies podcast and we're so excited to be here for a special episode of our podcast. I'm Rachel and Amber's here. Hello everybody. And we have a special guest. Uh, we have Elisa here from the Best Forever's podcast. Yes. And uh, <laughs> hi Elisa, thanks so much for coming on to our, our little podcast. Of course, this is uh, for me, this is for my mom and for my cat who just jumped up on the table here <laughs> and for friendship. So yeah. I'm all excited. Yeah. And don't forget for Narnia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and well, Avonlea. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, we're really excited to have you on. I, I wanted to have you on because I, I discovered your podcast through a, a friend of mine uh, from work who was, uh, who was on your show. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we talk about romance so often on our podcast that I thought it would be kind of fun to switch. And to healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about friendship and, and as a different kind of love and, uh, and uh, to talk with you. And so why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do as, in your podcast. So hello everyone, I'm Elisa. I host Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. And uh, my podcast is about celebrating and loving on friendship as well as working through the issues that friends have and really sort of my belief is that we don't give enough attention and due to friendship that it is sort of quote unquote second class citizen <laughs> in terms of relationships. And I always joke that I came out of my mom's womb looking for friends, like where are my friends at? There you go. <laughs> and when I went to school, I always wanted to learn more about friendship and I went to school for communication and most of the research focuses on romantic relationships. And I was that annoying person in the classroom that's like raising my hand. What about friends? And two are like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did my master's uh, at Michigan State and I did my thesis on friendship. And then I went to Penn State and did my dissertation on friendship. So it's something that I believe in, that I live, that I teach and I study. So um, but one of the things to know about me is, you know, friendship, it sounds like it's all, oh, so sweet sunshine and rainbows and all the good stuff. But I am really drawn to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so I teach a class called Dark Side of Interpersonal Communication, which focuses on dysfunctional uh, behaviors in romantic relationships and family and friendships. Um, and so I kind of I'm interested in how we can all be happy, healthy, and safe. And so trying to work through that dysfunction part of it. So I want everyone to have happy relationships. And sometimes we have to go down these dark paths to get there. So um, I realized, because I've watched a lot of Hallmark with my mom, that not a lot of it is dark. <laughs> Although I have some points to make about today's uh, feature film. Um, I will say, though, that a lot of times uh, when my mom and I watch TV, I want to watch Lifetime and she wants to watch Hallmark. So, mm -hmm. but we watch the both together. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Lifetime is definitely darker, right? Someone yeah. is always stalked by someone else. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the cautionary tale, we like to say. Of, yes. uh, of of the hallmark of the hallmark movies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and also i would say that hallmark most of the movies and shows that i've watched with my mom have focused on romance so i'm really excited that you wanted to look at something else because that's what i'm about i'm like let's do it let's talk about friendship and look at other relationships so i'm mm -hmm. really excited i'm excited to be here and i would like to say and no, they did not ask me to do this. <laughs> but I just wanted to say before we get started that, I, well, when I first saw your podcast, I immediately texted my mom and was like, mom, there's a podcast for Hallmark. So <laughs> listen, because these are your people. This is your jam. And in the episodes that I've listened to, y'all are funny and fair about your critiques. <laughs> Um, you talk about things that I talk about in the classroom about communication. So it makes me really excited to hear other people talking about things that I think are so important to 
uh, you know, our life and relationships. So I just want to give a little shout out to you too, because y'all are Oh, awesome. stop it, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That's very sweet. I've really enjoyed listening to yours as well. I, I think I really liked your, uh, that I actually went and bought that book that oh, you're the author on. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm really excited to read that book. Uh, really but good. yeah. And I appreciate that you, uh, talk about all different sides of, of friendship because friendship is actually a really, really important thing to me in my life. Cause I, I've never, uh, I've never been that successful when it comes to romance, oddly yeah. enough that I have a, a Hallmark podcast, but, uh, but so, you know, friendship is, is very, very important to me. And, uh, I do think sometimes in, uh, my, the culture that I'm in, as far as my religion and being Mormon and everything, like we focus so much on family, which of course is really yeah. good, but we can't forget that like the fr friendship is really important as well. I mean, even to, you know, if you're going to talk about Christianity, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's what, uh, what Jesus said was the, the truest form of love in a way is mm -hmm. to is to be a friend and to lay down your life literally for your friends and and uh and so it, it is something that I, I think we should talk about more and try to put as more of a priority uh but yeah so i i really i really appreciate uh i, I really appreciate what you do on your podcast as well so uh Thank so you. yeah <laughs> That's just a love fest here. Yeah. Let's just love each other for the next, what, half hour? Is that good for everyone? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Life is already hard enough. And I think that in our culture that there's this idea that friends happen at this time of life and then they're here at this time of life and then they're not there or they're not in the forefront. And I just think that life is already hard enough to navigate and any resource or venue or relationship that can help us navigate mm -hmm. <laughs> the so-called life, I think is really important to our well-being. Yeah. So, yeah. The first question that I wanted to talk about is that, uh, how do you think that modern friendship has evolved? Well, in terms of this movie, it, what we're looking at is a cross-sex friendship. So mm -hmm. um, I'll pull back for a second and look at uh, general friendship. I would say that there are certain stereotypes that are placed on all types of relationships, and that includes friendships. And what we see is that men's friendships are often said to be less intimate, or maybe they're not as ideal or as successful as female friendships and female friendships are seen as much more intimate. Um, and I think the problem with that is that there are some sex differences that I think women might focus more on talking, but that men focus more on activity. And I don't think either one of those things, activities or talking is anything less intimate or problematic, right? You know what I mean? They are, they're both helpful. They're both intimate. They're both important to building good friendships and having someone who has your back that, that can support you. But I would say that in terms of evolving, we're seeing more friendship, which I, of course, love. I think we're starting to see more of it. Um, but that for men, there's still the stereotype like that you can't, it's like you have to call it a bromance, right? Yeah. That um, it's a bromantic. And, you know, so we sort of see like the Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake friendship or, you know, those sorts of things. And I, I think we're starting to see more examples of men's friendships, but I don't think we have to give it some sort of label that makes it something like, well, it's okay to be friends if it's bromantic. Like, no, you're, you're friends, right? Like, why can't we just say that you're friends? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for female friendships, I think that sort of the point of the author who was on that episode you're referring to, Rachel, is that for women, like my mother, um, for example, maybe your mother's, for example, once they get married, it's like it was about family and the kids, right? And so I think that is not necessarily the case now. I think what we're seeing is that people are delaying marriage, delaying having children. And so what we see is that when people delay those things, uh, that their friends are more important. And then mm -hmm. when they do get married and do have kids, uh, that it's why should I have to give you up? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I think those are some of the changes we're seeing. What I would like to see is that we talk about friendship more. There's a lot of things that we need to understand 
um, that generally we see friendship as positive, and I think it can be really great for our well-being, but I don't think we know how to handle problematic events in friendship. For example, in female friendships, I think there's a lot more competition, sort of the stereotype of the mean girl, um, that we have to put each other down instead of lift each other up, that there's a lot of messages that we should be in competition over men. Mm-hmm. And I wish that would change. Um, so I wish that would change, and I wish it would change that men can have friends. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That it doesn't. Um, and then I would say the cross-sex friendship, which leads into sort of the, the friendship that we see in the movie, is that we... <laughs> We don't have many examples of platonic cross-sex friendships. Um, And so what happens is we don't have a script for how to communicate. So we usually fall back on a romantic script. So I think that there is a stereotype that men and women can't be friends, um, that if they are friends, that at some point it's going to be romantic. Mm -hmm. And so, but I would say in the 70s, there were barely very few cross-sex friendships and now it's much more um you know it's interesting much more of a thing that's the whole the whole point of when harry met sally is you know is is, can men and women be friends you know it's an interesting it's interesting thing uh yeah what about you amber are you somebody that has a lot of uh like longtime friends or what i didn't even know aside (laughs) from myself Yeah, um, I do have many friends, um, and not just like Facebook friends, but like, (laughs) um, I, I didn't really have like a best friend until ninth grade, probably. I had just like a lot of really good friends. Um, but no, and I kind of, I don't know, I sort of changed friend groups when I got to high school. So I'm not like super really good friends with my friends from when I was younger, Mm-hmm. But, you know, post high school and post uh, everything, I I have this core group of about 10 people that I like consistently hang out with and then like a much, much bigger like expanded crowd. If I ever got married, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> All the people standing up as bridesmaids. <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing. You're we're like 27 dresses, you got nothing on me. <laughs> 14 person party. <laughs> on one side (laughs) no yeah so i have a lot of friends um but yeah that that core group of 10 i'd say four of them live out of town um and they're all married couples and then um the rest of us hang out at least once a week yeah Hmm, that's good that's really good yeah i i I went through a period where uh my all my friends had moved and so they were all uh, gone and it's interesting to me that it's easier to to communicate with friends than ever before but it it also feels like it's it's sort of, and you can have friends from all over the world like easily you know i have people that i you know i regularly do podcasts with uh that are from australia from england from you know all over the place and so it's and i could consider them friends like actual yeah. friends and uh, and but I don't know. It, it's also just feels like sometimes, some ways, it's it's much harder than it used to be to uh, to maintain. I, I think you were in the past. You were so much more dependent upon upon people that maybe even weren't your friends, upon your neighbors and your things, just for mm-hmm. survival and your things. So it, it, it was. It's, it seems like it used to be easier. Like I, it's funny because yeah, I communicate with people all over the world, but I literally know like two people in my neighbor in my street which is terrible um but in i don't know so it, it's it's interesting how it's kind of evolved in that way it's like we become better at communicating but we become worse at communicating well i think what has happened is that you're right we can expand these connections that we have with people and have connections with people we would have never had before the internet existed, right? We would have never been able to have this call per se, like, let's get on the three-way call, you know? (laughs) Uh, So we wouldn't even been able to do this today. But I think what happens, and I think you see this in dating as well, like dating is now all online and it's like, 
whatever happened to just being like at a coffee shop and running into someone or having a friend introduce someone? Well, if your friend lives five states away, they can't really introduce you to anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and true. so I think it's harder to make friends. And I've lived in places that are small um, towns. And so it's like not really fitting in or um, the difficulty of finding someone who's into the same things that you are or Mm -hmm. the timing of someone who's looking for a new friend because maybe they have their group that they hang out with. And so there's, they're not taking applications as I think the joke. Yeah, we're basically that. We're pretty exclusive now. (laughs) It's all VIP. Um, Like you basically have to marry in at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So that's the thing. I think it can be hard for people to make those face-to-face connections, which I think, you know, online connections are great, but there is something about being able to sit down across Mm -hmm. from someone or to stop by someone's house. Like my friend um, just had a baby. And so like Thursday, (laughs) and so she came over on Tuesday, like texting me, was like, do you want to go for a walk? And I was like, what is this? (laughs) Like, it was completely out of the blue, which is great, but that's not something you can necessarily do with, say, my friend that lives in Vegas. It would have to be like, okay, I'm going for a walk right now. What time is it there? Do you also want to go for a walk? And then we can talk while we walk. (laughs) Like, how do you, (laughs) you know, it just makes it a little bit harder to do things um, face-to-face, which can add a, a connection and quality that we might be missing an online communication. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, have you read uh, or heard about the concept of the urban tribe? I've I've vaguely heard of it. So yeah. why don't you tell me a little bit about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just curious to talk about it because uh, Amber and I are very big fans of Survivor. And oh, I love Survivor! Oh, you do? Shut up, you just I became our watched, best friend! <laughs> I've watched every season except the one that Rupert won, but I know him. So like, I think <laughs> one I haven't seen. So well, yeah. Te- technically he just it. won the like fan favorite. Yeah. Like whatever that was. Like yeah. it was one that I think it was the first one he was on. Uh, <laughs> that was the season I didn't watch. So yeah, I love it. I'm a Boston yeah. Rob person though. Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm a Boston Rob person. <laughs> okay. I met well, him once. Can- Life changing. <laughs> Well, I guess we can continue this interview. I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to be so great. I was worried that Rachel's next question was just sort of be like, mm. but now it's going to be so good. I love Sur- No, Rude. I always joke about this show still on because I watch it. And I love Jeff Probst because I love people who love their jobs. Yeah. It's not even a job to him. Like, you know what I mean? He literally gets up every day and is probably like this is the greatest day ever (laughs) anyways i could talk about survivor all day ah well maybe we'll have to have you on for another episode uh but yeah it's a great show we we both love it and one thing that so there's this book called urban tribes which i absolutely love where he talks guy ethan waters he talks about this idea that we are creating these sort of mini family groups that are becoming like that have all sort of the elements of traditional almost traditional families um but he also these urban tribes that we're relying upon in emergencies and we have this and uh and anyway it's i really thought it was fascinating and uh, a book and what i think is interesting in watching survivor is that i feel like in the last few years you have seen people that uh, you can really see this urban tribe phenomenon, I think, literally in these tribes and these alliances, because you have characters like Wu, like the idea of kind of going against this tribe, this mm-hmm. alliance is 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 almost the equivalent of, despite the fact that they really haven't known each other that long, you know. But there's this this I think this sense of loyalty mm-hmm. that it's just almost like uh the worst thing that you could possibly do is to betray your yeah. ur- you know your urban tribe and, and i remember that same summer i i don't normally watch big brother but that I same summer that, that that you had woo uh that uh you had the same thing happen on big brother where cody uh also couldn't you know brought Derek to the the end because he couldn't 
he, that that tribe was just so strong and i i'm just wondering if if you if you see any of that that there's this idea of sort of if you see anything to that this idea of this urban tribe mentality that we've we've been getting where people are just it, it it's it's a just out of the question to sort of betray your sort of tribe of friends does that make sense Yes. And I mean, my first thought is, well, I wrote it down because I'd like to read it because I think that is right it's, up my alley in it's terms of really it basically it's, you know, creating friendship tribes uh, in a way that uh, uh, serve as family. For example, my brother went to school in North Carolina and we're from Michigan. So I feel like his friends were his family for all the time he was in film school and then when he stayed there after and then when he went to Austin he had kind of like an Austin family you know so I, I definitely see that in experience and I'd also like to just a side note Derek is my favorite from Big Brother he <laughs> just got everyone with his undercover detective I think that was a little unfair having an undercover detective, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I think you're right. I think we even saw in the most recent season with Dom and who I like to call Donald Glover because he looks exactly like the actor in Childish Gambino. Um, yeah. The guy who won. Um, Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I just call him Donald because he looks exactly <laughs> like him. Um, I even saw that. Like they wouldn't even turn against each other at any point. Right. And so I think that there is this level of we're starting to see that there are many types of relationships that are important to us and family to me is important as I'm sure it is uh, to many other people, but for some people, the family isn't there, Um, whether it be from people passing away, um, from distance or from, you know, I think there's this idea is that we always have to be with our families, but I think for some people, the family might not, I don't want to, I don't want to say it doesn't work, but you know, sometimes it's just like people don't get along with their family. Right. Um, and so I think there's lots of things to consider that, but we need something we need. It is human, uh, to want connection, right. It's absolutely, uh, human nature to, to, to need it, to want it. We know from research that if children don't get affection in the first two years of life, that they're developmentally behind. We need connection with people. And so I think that if we don't have it and it's not coming from our family, uh, that we are then looking at other ways in which to survive. And friendship creates that. And I think that the more and more we allow friendship to be in the forefront, the more you're going to see that because I hear people talking about all the time. I just posted a meme the other day that was like, um, you know, when you retire moving in with all your friends, like having a come a commune with like your friends instead of your family. And I'm like, didn't golden girls start that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like Blanche, Dorothy Rose, they brought a Sophia in. So I definitely think it is, it is something that we need in which to live, breathe, and and be human is connection and when we don't have it um whether it be because uh we're not looking for a romantic partner online dating is ridiculous and so it's hard to find a partner or those things don't work out like so what am i supposed to be i'm gonna be 40 i'm not married and i don't have children so am i just supposed to be by myself for the rest of my life because i didn't follow suit with some of cultural milestones I mean it's not like it's not anything I didn't want per se just not in my cards I have a different path but Mm -hmm. um so I I would say I have urban tribes definitely Mm. and I I like that idea I can't wait to read more about it (laughs) it's really uh, it's a really good book I I really really loved it especially when I was like I don't know 27 ish as was when it like was like my favorite book but anyway awesome all right. Well, let's get started talking about the movie. Uh, so th- we decided to talk about, there's there's actually not a ton of Hallmark movies about that sort of explore friendship, by it, but the one I thought of immediately was this movie called The Seven Year Hitch. And this was made in 2012. And uh, Amber, why didn't you tell us a little bit about what this movie's about? All right. Yeah. So the main girl, her name is Jessica. Um, and she has this, it is Jessica, right? I thought it was Jennifer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have like name or blindness Jen. when it's the Jens. I'm, I'm very good on names. 
but like Jen, Jennifer, Jessica, I mean, it's super close. hard. Jen, Jess, whatever. And, and like, you think I would be super conscientious about that because my best friend at work's name is Jenica. So it's like to say we could call her Jenica or or Janice. Yeah. So, and I just call her Janine just so I don't mess up because it's not even close. But she's fine with that. Nice. Um. Anyway, so that's. So it, it's actually Jennifer. Jessica's about somebody else. Don't worry. There's probably um, several movies about Jessica's. <laughs> um, and she and her best friend, Kevin. Yes. That one's right. Yes. Um, uh, they, they've been friends since they were little kids all throughout college. And then they, she bought a house and he, you know, lived with her and was her roommate for seven years. And now she's dating the worst person on earth, <laughs> oh and God. he asks her to marry him. We know it's so he can get a partnership. She doesn't. She says yes, and Kevin is like, uh, this guy is the worst. <laughs> I'm just going to trap her into this common-law marriage so this shenanigans can't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's basically where yeah. we start. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very good. Yes, uh, her the she has this roommate, uh, and they uh, they sort of have uh, they, they've gotten to this comfort stage, I guess, where uh, they're they're really used to each other. And overall thoughts about the movie? What do you think, Elisa? About it? I actually, you know, you mentioned at the beginning there aren't a lot of movies about friendship, and I think I would watch more Hallmark movies if there were about friendship right because that's Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for examples and I actually I wasn't sure what was going to happen but I actually really enjoyed this movie um and in my notes uh, there uh, obviously there's a couple things I'm like "Mm, sure I don't know about that (laughs) um but I actually have written down that Bryce is the absolute worst so (laughs) It, it was honestly insane watching it because I'm used to watching like the bad boyfriend on Hallmark, yeah. but Hallmark doesn't have like the ch- overtly multiple womanizing cheater boyfriend Narcissist. who's like, who's just straight up using the girl to further his career. Yeah. Like sometimes they have elements of all of those things, but they try to make them a little bit more nuanced and like give them maybe some redeeming qualities. This guy had none. No. And the thing was, I also was like, and he isn't even attractive. (laughs) I mean, he's fine. But, you know, in comparison to Kevin, I was like, what is even the issue here? (laughs) Yeah, Kevin's definitely more my brand of handsome. I just just thought Bryce was, like, if this isn't as nuanced as they go on Hallmark, it really felt they were like Tyra Banks and they were going to take it to the next level. Like, we have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go there and I felt like he was a narcissist yeah and I don't even think he liked her like at all like he was super disrespectful yeah. and it felt like the company that he was working for it felt like an arranged marriage yeah. with less of a chance to build anything than arranged marriages have right that's yeah. I was like this is but so but I was I, with all of Kevin's shenanigans <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i i think that it was believable that she was in love with him though i because yeah. sometimes it's just like in these hallmark movies it's just like completely unbelievable that like this person this woman this lead female character would be at all interested in mr business you know the yeah. the, the 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 obvious person who uh who's going to not be the the wrong the obvious wrong guy like sometimes it's just yeah. so obvious that like of course she's not going to end up with him because he's yeah but I've, that's in the hallmark movies usually the people who are like oh, i'm sorry businessman we're through <laughs> those girls are usually like oh yes well i want to move to my small town and yeah. grow lilacs like yeah. <laughs> those so they they don't have like a career focus either. Yeah. And so the reason why it doesn't feel as weird for us is, I mean, they're both career oriented, career driven mm-hmm. people. So it feels okay as far as that. And like, I could see how to people who like, you know, go on dates, but also spend a lot of time working or t- talking about their work could mm-hmm. get to that point. But yeah. I just, I can't fathom at some point her friend that isn't Kevin 
was never like, no, yeah, Bryce is the worst. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sally, Sally needs to get it together. <laughs> okay, has, I wanted to talk so about this, negative. especially in the context of friendship. Sally yeah. is the worst friend ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just thought, like, she, well, so when I had a thought about with Bryce, he was the exact opposite of Kevin, mm-hmm. which might be why she was attracted to him, too, because she's been living with this person that is her friend. And um, they've gotten so comfortable, and he doesn't appear to be ambitious, although I think he is. He's more creative um, than business-like. And so I think that also made it more believable that she would want to be with Bryce. So I just want to make that point. I was like, why would you be with him? He's the worst. But then (laughs) Sally, all she did was talk trash about Kevin. And the entire time was just like, how can we get you out of this? And so I don't know if it's because she's, a lawyer she's also business-minded and so maybe for people who are really ambitious and motivated uh it is hard to uh see people who are not right yeah. like well, it appears to be lazy but it's 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 not necessary there are lazy people but i don't necessarily think that kevin was lazy i actually really bought it because like people that because we as viewers we know all this stuff that that bryce is doing on the side yeah. because yeah. we're seeing it but like he's presenting this this other person to her mm-hmm. and like when you're in love and when you're like i know i i i I I bought it actually that yeah. she would be like kind of kind of Twitter pated about him and and uh, and be sort of ignoring certain signs and things like that. But and also I think that um it's just easy to get in kind of ruts with people as far as her relationship with Kevin uh, and just kind of get used to how things are and um and so I I kind of I bought that as well and one of the things that I like about this movie is that I think for because a lot of times the right guy in a Hallmark movie is like kind of a paragon of virtue it's just like it's not only super handsome but like basically perfect you know like is uh and you know she's like your Andrew Walkers of the world and (laughs) and that's great but I think it's kind of interesting in this movie that you have a leading man that is very flawed and has to like grow and change through the course of the movie like he he he's even kind of irritating at the beginning <laughs> and like you know but but i understand that because it is easy to get kind of in this rut of like this this is this is what i've been doing for a long time and sometimes it takes something like like in this case her getting engaged to kind of eh, uh, get you get you out of that and get you going and I don't know I, I feel like you see he's a, a pretty dynamic character yeah. for a Hallmark movie and I appreciate yeah. that and uh and so I don't know I I think I I really enjoyed that enjoyed this Amber what about you what were your overall uh, yay or nay on this what do you think on this movie I really I had a hard time at the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I knew you would. I was 100% I restarted sure. it. I stopped and I was like, let me give this a day. And then I restarted it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not, I was, I mean, at the very beginning, I was like, okay, this movie's going to be like, we're watching it at three times speed. I, I am not on board. And then, you know, once the like common law marriage thing started to happen, I was like, okay, we've reached the plot. <laughs> Um, and then when they sang from Pirates of Penzance or HMS Pinafore, um, I was like, this is it. I'm in. Let's go movie. We got this. They really won me over. Yay. The karaoke Uh scene. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm like, that's, you know, that's my karaoke jam. (laughs) Show tunes. (laughs) That's how he learns English. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I I wouldn't I I would say I had a similar experience. Like at first, he is he is kind of irritating, but in a way, I think that's by design because because he he kind of has to be to get to this point where like he's willing to do this. Well, I mean, I wasn't super irritated with him at the beginning. Like, sure, he like doesn't have like a traditional job, but he Mm -hmm. literally was making her like breakfast and made her a cute little lunch at the very beginning. I was like. He's doing his job. He's fine. He's taking care <laughs> yeah. of Napoleon, the dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And my thought was the issue that I had rewatching the beginning and starting it over is that essentially what we have is not 
a quote unquote montage, but we do have like a certain amount of years that take place in a short amount of time. Yeah. And I thought that montage could have been better, like setting up their friendship. Um, but I think you're right, Rachel, that there is this level of, we have to set him up as being annoying and that she's sort of like the responsible, motivated one. And he appears not to be responsible. I'm like, he has a job. Like, I mean, so it's mm-hmm. not like he's eating bonbons on the couch or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not, maybe it's not the most glamorous job, but like, exactly. and very clearly he's using his job as a caddy to network and build connections to try and achieve his goal of selling the board game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, so, that's was what I was struggling with at the beginning, them villainizing Kevin for being somewhat reasonable. Like, <laughs> am I crazy? Maybe yeah. I'm just like a weird, lazy person, but I was like, this is fine. I mean, like, he wasn't asleep when she went to work. He was, up, was up doing things. <laughs> he takes care of the dog, takes care of getting her meals prepared. Then he goes to his part-time job. And works on his dream. I'm fine with him. <laughs> well, think, oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask you, like, what do you think is the different dynamic between versus, like, roommates versus friends? And how does that kind of, in your experience, kind of have play out? Because I think that's sort of what you have here. You have people who uh, have just grown accustomed to living with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and like, to, to her, like, she other people see her as enabling him Mm -hmm. and uh and that he should be more motivated i think him not finishing college is kind of used as an example of like like he he's just kind of uh he's so close he only needs six more credits you know like things like that that like i think the idea is is that he he has this situation he's gotten very comfortable and he's just like not finishing things he's not coming yeah. pulling through kind of a thing but but they have this roommate sort of uh arrangement which you know she 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 loves him but she's never thought of him as a romantic interest she's just thought of him as this roommate i know it's yeah. interesting and, and i don't think that he thought of her as romantic either i think that was one of the things i liked about the movie it didn't feel like they had romantic feelings for each other until they started husband and wifing it and that sort of like <laughs> trying to get him to sign the paperwork I think like that's when it happened but I think that the friendship versus roommate you said a couple times Rachel this level of comfort and that's exactly what I thought like when we're introduced to them he basically goes up and protects her from someone who tries to steal her slinky right Mm -hmm. and he's always there for her and I think that because that's why I wanted a better montage Mm -hmm. like we learn things later like he always says stop and smell the waffles could I get a, get a waffle scene? Can I get a waffle scene? <laughs> right? Like a, like a 10 second waffle scene when he says that, I don't know. You know, so I think we learn things about him later, but I think what it sets it up as is that they're friends because, and it made me wonder, is there any other reason why you're friends? Do you enjoy each other's company? Do you do things together? Uh, what is the case? And so I, I feel like that sort of led into a rut or that, taking each other for granted or this level of comfort. And then I think she's in this, it's only six months, you know, the beginning stages of a relationship with the rose colored glasses. And it's like, Oh my God, everything he does is cute. And you know, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So I think then as a juxtaposition of being in, in this comfortable rut and taking each other for granted, she sees Bryce as someone who is, and I hate to say this, a viable option. I mean, that's definitely the way that he saw her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for Kevin, I think that I wanted to know why they were friends besides that they had been since they were six years old. Mm-hmm. Why else are you friends? And I think that, and the other question I had was, had no one in seven years said anything to them about being romantic partners? Because that's what we see with cross-sex friends you're just friends, which it's like something that's less than, um, or there's like pressure to be romantic. And there was never any of that, which I sort of enjoy. Like, I'm like, yay, people weren't pressuring them to be together, but instead they were like pressuring them to be apart. Mm -hmm. 
well, so I, th- I wondered I think, about that. I think that was the point of the George Went character was he was the one that was always saying to them, "That's true. Why aren't you getting married? Like, why aren't you getting married?" And but he he wasn't used all that much, and so maybe yeah. that that that's, that's part of the 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 problem. Uh, but and yeah. and the interesting thing about that, what you're saying is the only person who's saying you should you guys should be a thing. Come on, you crazy kids, was just their <laughs> like curmudgeonly grumpy old neighbor. <laughs> like none of their friends, not his brother. Do they have parents? Nobody knows. Yeah, where are the parents at? <laughs> Were they at any of the weddings? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So I mean, if my grumpy old neighbor is like, hey, move your car. Also, marry that girl. I wouldn't be like, yeah, that makes sense. I would be like, oh man, grouchy old guy has no idea. That's so Whereas funny. if Sally had been like, you know, you and Kevin have been friends for a long time. Is there anything romantic there? Like, yeah. do you guys want to think about this? She would yeah. be like, hmm, maybe. Well, and especially when they have the uh, the the common law marriage party, I uh, think <laughs> the friends would be kind of like, I'm confused. What's going on here? <laughs> like, what are there? Were zero questions. <laughs> well, I'm like, I think the funny thing about that was it. I did not see Sally in that scene, so they were like, were like "Sally, you're not invited." <laughs> yeah, and you it was just negativity. Didn't he yeah. call him? Didn't he call her Satan at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, <laughs> Sally Satan. Sally Satan. So yeah, she was not invited. <laughs> But how do you think, Amber, how do you think the movie kind of wins, aside from Pirates of Penzance, which is <laughs> the best, um, how, how, how do you think it, it sort of wins you over in the, in the end? You know, I think the thing that wins you over is honestly the minute he starts building her that gazebo. <laughs> yeah. And that's because it's like what you said. It's something that she said that he, like, that paid off. Yeah. As opposed to the waffle thing, which we just got all payoff and no buildup. Yes. Um, and I think from the moment that you see that he is willing to do the extra mile for her, not even just like, oh, I'll just follow along with your plans, whatever. And he's doing that gazebo just to make her happy. And you realize also he's not doing this common law marriage thing so he doesn't have to find a new house. Like He's doing it to protect her from this guy who he knows is cheating on her. And the absolute worst. <laughs> the thing I also can't fathom about this movie, and this is where I was really having the problems with it, so it took, it was like touch and go, I was going to quit, was when he <laughs> was like, I saw him having an affair, and she is just like not listening to him at all. Mm-hmm. And I just, that just, I think is ridiculous. Like, if my friend was like, no, there's a thing going on with you. Like, my friend from childhood who I have lived with for seven years I'm just going to discount what he's telling me. I I just, I yeah, can't even believe fair. it. That's fair. I, I agree with you on that, Amber, because I feel like a friend from six years old who saved your slinky and is doing <laughs> all these things for the dog, which I'm not clear whose dog it is or if they have the dog together. Um, I, I'm not clear. Drug but making you lunches, doing the gazebo, he deserves the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. My friend from second grade or my best friend who I've known since I was 17, I am going to at least listen and consider and take in what they have to say because I know that they've been there for me all of these years. Mm -hmm. And this person has been here for this amount of time. And, and that, that rubbed me the wrong way. I do Mm -hmm. think that he deserved the benefit of the doubt, at least a listen. Yeah. At least a listen. Exactly. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, and I do think that was also sort of a, that when you're talking about the dog, I do think that was sort of a turning point for her as well, because, uh, because she's panicking about the dog and Bryce was just like, it's just a dog, you know, mm. big deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and, you know, it's, speaking of friendship, you know, man's best friend, you know, it's the dog. Like it's really important to people as their dogs. And, uh, and so the fact that Kevin would give up his meeting with this game guy, uh, that he would give up that for the dog, like really showed that he really loved her and, and was, that that was his priority, more important than anything else. And that's what you want in a, 
a relationship. And I don't, I felt like, I felt like I needed, I felt like I needed him to be kind of, that's why I say I felt like they earned it because I think that I needed him to maybe be a little bit irritating, a little bit immature at the beginning. And I feel like through her getting engaged, it kind of forced him to mature a little bit. And, uh, and then we saw him kind of like grow as, as a character. I thought, I felt like he was a pretty dynamic character and, uh, and that this was one of sort of him being willing to give up this important meeting to help this, her and and this dog was just a a real sign that he had matured into a, 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 you know, a grown up. (laughs) And I think some of it was, that was always there. It reminds me of when I teach group classes and Mm -hmm. I'll have students come up and be like, this person isn't doing anything. And I'm like, well, tell me about it. Well, that, you know, I want this done. I want that done. I want this done. Da, 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 da. I'm like, have you given them a chance to do it? And it's like, and then I go to the other person. They're like, they won't let me do anything. They don't trust me to do anything. So they do all the work and then they get mad. And I'm like, this is exactly the idea. It's like, there was never a chance for him to show her um, what he was made of mm-hmm. because they were in this sort of uncomfortable rut. And for me, it's one of the things that we talk about in class. It's called fatal attraction. And it's not like the movie with Michael <laughs> and Close. Yeah. It means that the quality that attracted you to a person, whether it be romantic or friend, is the quality that then annoys the crap out of you, <laughs> right? So a couple I wrote down was like a positive quality was that he was always there for her. But then mm-hmm. that quality changes into a fatal attraction when it oh, never goes away, right? Yeah. Um, that he is funny, but then he never takes things seriously. Mm-hmm. Or he's so chill that then it seems like he's lazy. So it, it, I think it's that sort of what happened. And then when you don't allow people to do things, then you can never see that it was always there in him. And I think there was like little green flags of yes with the lunches. But then you mm-hmm. see these huge green flags with uh, the gazebo and the dog. And um, I think that Bryce is nothing but red flags. And yeah. as soon as he was like, it's just a dog, I would have been like, boy, bye. I, my cats are my best friends. They mean the world to me. If anyone was like, it's just a cat, I'd be like, not to me. There's yeah. the door. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that says a lot. And you just have to listen. And I think that she wasn't observing or listening because she was so in love and then they were in a rut. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I I think so. And I think it's easy actually to get into that kind of rut where you're just sort of comfortable with people Mm -hmm. that you can take them for granted and take the things that they do for granted. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, I mean, moms experience this it's like the whole job of being a mom is being taken for granted practically, <laughs> you know, that, uh, you know, that you, the kids, I mean, and they're kids. So what, what can you do? But like kids just expect their mom to drive them everywhere. They just expect their mom to, uh, you know, to make them delicious meals and things. I, and my mom, I remember one time my mom, uh, made this, like, we just had, she was like, it was like a pantry meal and she made these broccoli stems and wheat germ. And we were like, we never let her forget it. We, my mom makes these delicious meals and we were, we, and, and like the one time she kind of phones it in, we're like, you remember the one time you made wheat germ for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Poor mom. Uh, But I don't know. We just kind of, we just kind of take it for granted that they're going to to do what they're going to do. And uh, that, uh, that you almost feel sort of affronted when they don't do it or they're imperfect or flawed or whatever kind of thing. I think it's easy. I think it's easy to do. And I I can actually imagine, I guess, cause I'm somebody that's had like a lot of roommates and a lot of things like this. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's believable that this kind of like some parts, I guess, wouldn't be believable, but like, I feel like it's believable that like a long-term friendship like this could kind of, you could kind of be in the spot where you're just sort of taking mm-hmm. things for granted and you just forget that all the things the other person does. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know that part I, I really did buy. And, uh, so. And I do think like something like that does is long-term and actually 
I mean, if we're not there yet, spoiler, but they, uh, do we do this yet? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she dumps Bryce because he's the worst. <laughs> and then she goes and finds Kevin and then they end up getting married. And actually, this is one of the first times where I was happy when the two people got together because I think they show the consequences of being a horrible person that Bryce mm-hmm. was and that Kevin was a good person and had um, Jen completely, like, had her back, always had good intentions. It is really, the ending I do think is satisfying, because you've seen uh, her kind of, I love when she first takes off her her ring that Kevin had given her, and she feels that kind of, like, emptiness, you know, that, like, this thing that she had taken for, for granted that, it's now all of a sudden gone and she has that and uh and it's like something is just really really missing and yeah and i so i think the ending is real is really earned and it's you know it's the classic rom-com race rush to the airport bus station whatever kind of it's a scene yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i thought it's really cute it's really sweet And that reminded me, thank you, you made an excellent point that it's like, I mean, the metaphor of the ring is basically we don't know what we have until it's gone. Yeah. Um, But the point I was going to make that I forgot was that because they've been friends since they were six, they do have that long term. I think that their relationship would last. And so that Mm -hmm. was also why I liked the end, because I think that I mean, I think the the closing line is something like, the first seven years were practice, the next seven years we'll get it right. I just think that they've been together as people. Um, They need to figure out different ways to be together. Um, But because they do have, I'm hoping, a missing montage, a really stable (laughs) background and beginning, that typically what you see is people who are friends um, and partners uh, will be long-term. And, mm. and so there might be phases of where it feels like they're roommates and there isn't romance and you know maybe that eb- ebbs and flows but I was happy I was like yes yeah. you go get Kevin <laughs> <laughs> at the local bus station <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah I what enjoyed it do you Amber did you like that ending what'd you think I did I also liked where he was like will you marry me and I was like um I mean I know you guys have known each other your whole lives but you just like kissed for the first time ever and then she was like probably someday and I was like oh you know what that's an appropriate answer yes I was like you know okay if you get married that's fine we don't need to do it today (laughs) yeah and then I like that it and like I feel like he must have known that's what she would have said otherwise he wouldn't have asked because it was a weird moment and then what she answered I was like oh it's just a fine moment great job yeah so I really I did like it I felt like she should have had green at her wedding, frankly. Oh my gosh, I wrote that yeah. down in my notes. Where's this green? <laughs> and like, it would have been amazing if, I mean, okay, so this is things that would have taken this movie to the next level. Yeah. A friendship montage, pay, and then we get payoff on their friendship. Yes. Um, and then at the very end, obviously, wedding at the gazebo, green something at the wedding, and freaking waffles. <laughs> Napoleon was there, which I, I, I duly noted as well, walking down the aisle. The one other thing I would add to that that would really take this to the next level is that um, we see that, um, again, the consequences that the company is like, you don't get partnership. And then Bryce is the worst without partnership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I would be fine also if he just like ends up getting partner anyway. Yeah. Because I don't mean like, I don't really care what happens to Bryce one way or the other. That's- and it feels believable to me that somebody who's that much of a shark would yeah. find a way to make his way to partner. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sadly. <laughs> yeah, but I I I see what you're saying though that seeing him kind of get hit, get his punishment would have been kind of kind of fun. Maybe not the most realistic, but it might have yeah. been kind of fun, but He was just yeah. so disrespectful to her that I just I don't know, maybe like the lady from the company just saying at least saying something like oh you were just using her to get married or you know to get partnership yeah and then if she would have said something like i like your you know something like i like the way you work (laughs) and then he got partnership i would be even okay with that like okay fine you're with your people you're with the whole 
whole family of sharks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Frances Fisher in this, like, uh, you think help a girl out. Like think she, <laughs> she might yeah. have to give, give her for Jennifer a couple hints that yeah. like what's going on with Bryce, but, uh, but she doesn't, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. So yeah, this is one that I, I really enjoy. I think it's, uh, it's not like one of my all time favorites, but yeah. I think it's, it's a really cute movie and I would love for them to, to do, you know, more kind of like this, a sort of, uh, that, that's not, that have more like relationships as opposed to, uh, we've been, we've known each other for five days and we're going to get married, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. Like, I, yeah. I think this is more interesting to me. Uh, and maybe it's not perfect, but I don't know. I, I think that this is, uh, this is pretty good. <laughs> so, I, I, think so. I was pleasantly surprised and I, there were a lot of points where I was like, oh, this is going to happen. And then it didn't and something else happened. And mm. I always get excited about things that you think are going to be predictable and they're not. And yeah. so, um, I think that's cool. And, um, even though we are talking about friendship, it's still a cross-sex friendship, which does kind of go back to using romantic scripts and then they do end up together. So it is a friendship that leads into a romance. I'm like, I want to see more straight up friendship where the partners might be there, but the friends yeah. are too. Well, I mean, maybe I think not that's, Sally, maybe not Sally, but <laughs> I mean, I think that's what you get in my best friend's wedding that yeah. uh, you, you have her, that they have, it's similar to this, except for the, that you, you, she learns that, uh, that she, you know, she's, it doesn't end, it doesn't end happy for her, yeah. but it's not really supposed to because yeah. she's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, yeah. So that, that I think is actually a really interesting well-written movie in my yeah. opinion because yeah. she uh she's the villain in the movie yeah and she's the lead protagonist romantic comedy that to me makes her interesting yeah. and and you know they had this long friendship where they agreed that they would get married if they if they uh if they were still single or whatever and you have the the cameron diaz character who's just like perfect and sweet and lovely and uh and her having to kind of come to the realization that like that she was wrong <laughs> and, uh, yeah. i don't know so i think that that's sort of and that's uh, the another way to kind of take the story but yeah. this is probably as close as hallmark at least is going to give us to that kind yes. of narrative i think i could yeah. definitely see hallmark going uh some kind of wonderful like ducky andy mm. situation yeah that's a good example too oh, yeah. i mean oh, pretty in pink pretty. Yeah. Pretty in pink, Ducky and Andy, because they end up just being friends. That's yeah. what I was going mm. for. Obviously, some kind of favorite. wonderful is very, you know, friends to partners. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all John Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty in Pink is one of my favorite movies, though. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I will stand by uh, to my death that Blaine was the worst. But <laughs> Blaine is the worst. <laughs> it's all guys with the names starting with B. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bryce Lane. <laughs> I would give this one four crowns. I think that it's it's pretty solid. I think uh that uh, like I said, I appreciate that they have a flawed leading man that grows and learns through the course of this the movie. I think that uh you have uh, sort of an interesting dynamic. I think that it is actually pretty funny. Uh things like the Pirates of Penzance moments, the <laughs> I don't know, just like moments in the script that were kind of silly and funny to me and uh it's very sweet and like I, I a moment that i think is funny is when when she's going over the parts of being a common law and she's just kind of like oh, shoot. oh <laughs> we did that or oh we did that you know, that's funny to me and and so i think that uh it works i think as a uh as a romantic uh, comedy as a romantic movie i think it's sweet and um so i give it four crowns for me out of five what about you lisa what do you think i'm back and forth between if i can do halves so like three yeah, and a oh, half please. to four yeah. oh girl i do like 3.87s all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um this one's a 3.74 for me um, <laughs> i i actually really enjoyed it in terms of um, like I said, I don't think it was as predictable as I thought it might be. Uh -huh. um, I do like that. Um, for me, I, 
I hate to see people who do things that are inappropriate or wrong. Like, I guess I, I, I don't want to be judgy in terms of like what's inappropriate, but overall, like the disrespect from Bryce, I think on many different levels, mm. all, most people would see as inappropriate. I do like sure. to see that not being rewarded. And so mm-hmm. that to me is something that I like. Uh, what I didn't like was obviously I thought that their friendship needed more buildup. Mm. And maybe we might have saw some more what was happening during the seven years Mm -hmm. um, because I kind of want to know why they got so comfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think it highlights a lot of interesting things about friendship, about um, a lot of times people be like, why are you friends? Well, we've known each other forever. And so is length of relationship enough of a quality to have a successful long-term friendship? Um, I think that it also gets at the idea that <laughs> the things that people like about us are also the things that uh, that we annoy them with. And so um, when that happens, is it something that we want to end? She took the ring off. She wants them out of the house, that sort of thing. Or is it something of figuring out why this is annoying me now and how I can work with it and sort of move forward with it? And so I think she needed to have that realization of, uh, you know, is right in front of me um, mm-hmm. and needed to give him a chance. And I think that um, the other reason I say three and a half, and this is maybe, maybe and that's a good score. Like, yeah, that, that's positive. I might be a little picky, um, <laughs> but I, I kind of, I don't like that there's like a problem that he is a caddy and um, mm-hmm. wants to design games. I think he mm-hmm. has a different personality and goals and other people in the movie and there's nothing wrong with not going to college or not finishing college or that there are a lot of valid and important and uh, meaningful work in the world that isn't in business or um, law. I think they were trying to show that he just doesn't finish things. That was sort of the point. Yeah, He always quits. No, you haven't given him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Amber? What do you think? Yeah, so I actually ended up basic. I did split the difference between you because I gave it a three point seven five. So woo-hoo, check out me; I'm super average. But um, that's a pretty good score for you. It is a pretty good score for yeah, me. Yeah. I re- I really did have a trouble, uh, not a tr- well, issues with Sally. Like Sally, oh. I could not understand Sally being that way as a friend. I feel like Sally's the worst friend ever, and like to, for me, she was almost as bad as Bryce. <laughs> like, That's fair. <laughs> and so I think maybe even just because it was, we were, you know, doing this with a friendship emphasis, mm. her friend, Sally really was a, was a problem for me, but mm. pretty much everything else I really enjoyed. I felt like I could understand the motivations for all the people. Like I may not get why she likes Bryce, but that's, I mean, there are so many people that like people that I don't get that it's just <laughs> love is crazy. Um, but yeah, so I felt like, I, I felt like it was pretty good. It did have that slow start, but mm-hmm. 3.75. Very fair. Great. Can I, cool. Can I add something to uh, that Please. Amber said? You know, you're right in terms of talking about Sally and like for Kevin, it was his brother who was his friend where, where was he in the opening scene when they moved? Like, where did that kid come from? Where did, when did he have a brother? that wasn't really clear from the start but mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the things that we see in romantic comedies is always the same sex friend and in this case I'll count the brothers yeah. that have a very minimal role and so they're you know it's like ludicrous and uh what's the one movie no strings attached or you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. the classic we were just talking about this Judy Greer is always the best friend but it's always like a minimal part and yeah to really highlight friendship, I think they need to have a bigger role in these romantic movies. That's fair. That's fair. I, I did really, I did think it was a little bit funny though. Like the, 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 the jabs that Sally would make about, uh, about real lawyers. Like I actually, I thought that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Is there a sequel when her and the brother get together? Cause it yeah. seemed like it at the wedding. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Definitely. Well, this has been really fun. I really yeah. enjoy talking with you and I found it very interesting. And uh, I definitely would encourage our listeners to go over to Best Friend, Best Forever's, check out their, check out Lisa's podcast because it's really, really good and very interesting. And I think you guys will really like it. We'll find you, your podcast, 
uh, on your social media, all that fun stuff. Yep. So I'm on all your favorite podcast listening apps. Uh, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcast, or Podbean, all those things. Um, I have a webpage. It's bestforeverspod.com. You can listen to the podcast there. But then I also have a tab for surveys where you can tell me friendship stories that will be incorporated into the show. And so there's lots of different topics. And if you don't see a topic that fits your friendship story, you can email it to me at bestforeverspod at gmail.com. And then Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is all bestforeverspod. So. Awesome. That's so great. Uh, and Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. <laughs> And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on YouTube and on iTunes, where I talk about uh, particularly animated films and uh, the local, uh, local, the latest uh, <laughs> uh, movies that are coming out. I talk about with my friends, so I think you really enjoy it. And uh, so, and make sure you're following us, uh, Hallmarkies Pod, on, on all of your platforms. Give us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter because we try to post every single day. And uh, so thanks so much. I appreciate it. And thanks so much. And we will, uh, we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.